Yeah. Uh, I think you better take off the Orioles cap. <laughs> yeah, I better. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. You're in the owner's box. I don't think it's a good idea. You're not serious. Yes, 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 I am. Didn't he say that? No, no, but he gave me the seats. And I don't think he'd like it if you wore an Oreos cap. Yeah, well, maybe you should ask I him. I don't have to ask him. Now, are you going to take the hat off or not? No, I'm not going to take it off. Why should I take it off? That's ridiculous. Let's just take the cap off. What? George, I am at a baseball game. This is America. Look, look, either you take the cap off or you leave. Well, I don't care. I'm not taking it off. Just take the cap off. Get off of my hat. What's that? What do you mean? Got here. Uh, do, do you want us to go with you? <laughs> oh I need your cap, George. Yes, well, I, I was just thinking. Yeah, stay. All right, all right. We'll go. We'll go. Hello and welcome to the place to be, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm Eric. On today's episode, we welcome the assistant general manager of the Brooklyn Cyclones, Billy Harner. Billy is here to tell us more about Seinfeld Night, which will be held on Saturday, August 19th at Monities Park in Brooklyn, New York. Thank you for being with us, Billy. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, to be at the place to be. Oh, thanks. Well, we're excited to have you, and we're also excited to have the person who created such a fun fan night for Seinfeld fans. It's just such a great thing to come to. Um, so can you tell us how Seinfeld Night first got started? Sure. So uh, the first year we did it was 2014. Um, and how we sort of got into it is uh, the New York Newsday on January 1st every year publishes uh, anniversaries of the upcoming pop culture. Uh, and that's something that I look at, look for every year so that we can sort of plan some of our, our marketing around it. And that year was it was the, the 25th anniversary of Seinfeld. And I was like, oh, we got to do this. I mean, we're in, we're in New York. This is, you know, Seinfeld's like a religion here. So uh, we tried to find ways to do it. Um, and, you know, sometimes in minor league baseball, you have to. Uh, be a little creative with what you're doing. Um, you know, we can't necessarily pay the rights for everything. And it was our first year doing it. So we were like, all right, we got to sort of keep this on, on, on the down low a little bit. And then, and we can't, you know, we got to keep it a little bit of a secret because we don't want to get cease and desist and all those things. So, um, we went to Keith Hernandez, who we had a relationship with because he's a mess broadcaster. Um, and we connected with him and we said, Hey, we're doing a satellite. Like, we want to do a, a magic loogie bobblehead with you. You know, because it's Keith Hernandez. So, you know, as long as we have his permission, we're, we're good to go with that. So he thought it was hilarious. So we did that. Um, we checked in. Jerry Seinfeld obviously has a relationship with the Mets. So we just sort of put a, uh, a bug in his ear saying, hey, this is what we're doing, you know, through the interme- intermediaries with uh, with the Mets. Um, away we went. But that, that first year was bananas. You know, we, we had this mock-up of the Keith Hernandez sitting on the stool, pointing over the gravelly road. Um, and... You know, that was what we were going to go with the bobblehead. And it was like, you know, maybe a week or two before um, our tickets went on sale and we had a mock-up of it. And I posted something in the morning and uh, passed it along to uh, Boomer and Carton, which was the morning show here in, in New York on WFAN, and passed it along to them because they were Seinfeld guys. They opened up with the hello and all that stuff. So we passed it along to them. And it was like 6 o'clock in the morning. So I just sent it over and then went back to bed. And uh, I woke up, you know, two hours later and had hundreds of emails and, um, you know, our, our tweet was on Mike and Mike on ESPN and it was all over the place. And I, I thought to myself, this is going to be a very interesting day. 
um, you know, I, I headed into work and we were already had sort of gone gone viral at that point. And it was completely nothing that, you know, we, we intended or expected. We knew it would be, you know, a good night because people love Seinfeld. But the response was insane. That first year uh, we had, you know, use a media monitoring company and they estimated that uh, within the first 48 hours of our announcement, we got the uh, coverage that would be equivalent to three Super Bowl commercials in terms of the eyeballs that saw it. So it, it was it went nuts, you know. Tickets went on sale, and our website crashed because so many people were buying. And that first year, uh, we had people, you know, come. The first guy in line was from Winnipeg. He flew in and slept in the parking lot, and then <laughs> and and in typical, he was actually he was actually the second guy, which I thought was even more appropriate. It was like a Jean Paul Jean Paul thing. He overslept, and he, <laughs> somebody else beat him to it, even though he was sitting in the parking lot. Uh, so we had people from I think it was 26 different states and. Uh, five or six different countries, you know, fly in to come to the Seinfeld night. Um, you know, there, it was 90 something degrees. We had the, the the soup Nazi outside serving soup, which was, I mean, who the hell wants soup when it's 90 something degrees? We had guys wearing eight ball jackets walking around. Um, it was just a crazy, crazy experience. Um, you know, I, I I think about you know that first year and how how successful it was and how much fun it was. You know, we were on the field doing pregame contests because you know we try to cram as much stuff into it as we can and people get there early. So we do contest pregame instead of just in-game. And we had, uh, you had to eat a Snickers bar with a fork and knife contest and the chocolate had like melted on the table and people are screaming like we're in the Roman Coliseum to watch four grown men eat like completely melted chocolate bars. And I just looked around and I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous, but like so much fun. Um, and then year two, we had, we lost 17 to three, I think it was like the, we just got absolutely destroyed and nobody left. You know, people were staying around because we had everybody runs the bases, but Jerry gets a head start. You know, like it was it was just fun. You know, like it, it's sort of it's become sort of a Seinfeld convention with a baseball game in the background. And the costumes and, and just it's just so much fun. Uh, you know, if you're a Seinfeld person, it's just, you know, you're just like minded individuals everywhere. And it's uh, it's just a good time, whether or not you're into baseball or not, you don't really need to be. Um, it's just something that's become uh, bigger than than us, and and just people love it and love the show. So it's been it's been a fun ride so far. Yeah, and you mentioned it being like a Seinfeld convention, and I, I couldn't agree more. I never the first year when I went, I never experienced anything like that. Like probably the closest is the trivia's that we do, but even that was nothing compared to Seinfeld night. I mean, just walking around seeing all the people in different costumes. I even remember there was a guy dressed as the man in the cape on like a 90 degree day. It was just incredible. Yeah, I mean, we've had people dress up like the sad clown. Um, you know, we, we've done we every year, you know, I try to throw out some stuff where if you dress up like X, you'll get to throw out a first pitch. The first year we said if your name was George Costanza and you could show your ID that it was actually George Costanza, we'd let you be a color guy because that job usually goes to the former ball players And that's not fair. Um, so there was a guy there was a guy from Rhode Island who came down and his name was George Costanza. Uh, no way. Flowing never red hair. Um, it was amazing. Like this guy showed up and I was like, this is, you, this can't be real. And he was like, no, my name is really George Costanza. This is the one time it's been a benefit to me. And we, <laughs> we let him, he went upstairs and we let him go on the radio and he called some of the game on, on the air. Uh, you know, like it's just so much stuff, just random stuff like happens. Like I was standing at the front gate one year and uh, like a group of six girls walked in wearing Orioles hats. So we just took, we, we brought them up to the owner's box, you know, like just stuff seems to happen. Um, and it's, it's just, it's perfect. Like this stuff is just 
it's perfect. Like I was going through for the anniversary today, posting some pictures from the first year we did it. We had a guy dressed up like Pigman in like uh, a hospital gown and shaved his head and, you know, had, had the, the pig nose and was, we did a, a piggyback race and you know people <laughs> raced with him on their back and we timed them, you know, like it's just stuff that is, it's just fun from start to finish for sure. Yeah. There's just really so many different things you can do. Like, you go and you watch an episode and you can pick out like three or four different ideas and they're all just really anything can happen. Really? <laughs> That's kind of how the show is too. We're like, it's just, it's a show about nothing. It's a show about everything. And you know, you can have people go from, you know, try to eat a Snickers bar with a knife and fork to running with a pig man on their back and anything in between. For sure. And all, the, and all the while there's a, there is a baseball game going on. And I think that's one of the funniest parts personally so it's like, oh, yeah, we're here to, like, kind of watch these guys play. Like, they're, you know, playing legit. Like, they're obviously, but there's just a Seinfeld convention going on all around them. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, you know, some of these guys go up to the big leagues. You know, like, we have guys that are on the Mets, and I have pictures of them wearing puffy shirts during batting practice. Um, <laughs> and they're they're wearing, you know, one year we did jerseys that were, like, uh, Kramer's pimp coat. Uh, right. And, you know, there's pictures of guys wearing, wearing that. You know, it's just uh, – so the, the craziest – Part of this is a lot of these guys weren't alive when the show was on the air. Um, they only know it from reruns or some of them are, you know, from like the Dominican or Venezuela. And they have absolutely no idea what, what I'm talking about when I say, hey, uh, you have to wear this shirt that looks like a pirate. Um, one guy said, I don't want to be a pirate. And I said, oh, so you know the show. And he said, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's, it, this stuff just it, it works. It's interesting, you know, even our front office staff, there's only a handful of us that are you know, of age where we actually saw the show when it was on the air. You know, some people watch it on, you know, Hulu or Netflix or whatever, and they can stream it. But, it, you know, when I'm looking for ideas for stuff, every now and then I feel like I've, I've hit a wall and I've, I've run out of ideas and then I look for help and I get crickets. So it's 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 interesting to do this in front of, you know, with people that um, aren't as fanatical, I guess, as I am. And speaking of some of your great ideas, we have to talk about the Elaine dance contest because I mean, that's a big hit every year. Yeah. The Elaine dance contest is, has sort of become uh, the, the, I guess the, the heavyweight battle every year, you know, it's everybody waits, you know, the game's over. We, you know, if we have fireworks, if we have Jerry runs the bases, whatever um, the Elaine dance contest is, is always the biggest thing. And we do the big salad championship belt this, this year we're trying to come up with some new, um, it's because last year it went viral, you know, there's a, a, an Instagram account that was there and it recorded it and put it out there. And then, uh, it went like million, like millions, seriously millions of views on stuff. And, you know, Seinfeld's wife was commenting on it and things like that. So it was, it was, it was nuts. So we were trying to find ways to turn it into sort of like the, the hot dog eating contest with intros and smoke and pyro for their entrances onto the field and stuff. So we're trying to find ways to you know, on a, on a minor league budget to, to make it um, as, as fun as we can be. Um, but that's great. I mean, those are just people that just show up and they go all out, you know, like they, they bring, they come out in costume. There's a, a lady that chomps on a cigar when she's dancing, you know, they come in the, the floral dresses, uh, they wear their Orioles caps, you know, like everybody has something. We have a guy that gets into it and he does his best. He wore a dress one year, you know, we don't, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, it was, it was, <laughs> It was just it's it's fun. It's you know it's sort of the the crown jewel of the event. And we're this year we're, we're you know we we have we're working directly with Warner Brothers and Sony and Pix11 and everybody 
So we have some backing behind us to try to make this even bigger and better. So hopefully in the next few weeks, we might get some, you know, commercial airtime or, or some, some things like that to try to get people involved. And, um, you know, we're, we're excited about it. That's always the best part of it, I, I think, for sure. The only other thing that we did a few years ago, we did the um, uh, the 0.5K Mr. Bevilacqua race around the uh, around the warning track because it was one lap around the warning track is, is 0.5K. And the actual Mr. Bevilacqua called and wanted to be a part of it. Like the guy from Massapequa High School, the gym teacher, he came and uh, we had Jean-Paul. Jean-Paul was like the starter and uh, Mr. Bevilacqua was like at the finish line. And it was, you know, again, just stuff that like a lot of these things happen and it makes me look like I'm, you know, I'm doing the right thing or and the team's doing the right thing. And, um, you know, these guys go to all these lengths, but 90% of the stuff I honestly is just me falling ass backwards into luck and uh, these people show up and then help make things fun. So before we started recording with you, you mentioned to us that there was a funny tweet that this woman sent out from the bathroom during one of the games. So can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's, that's another, you know, perfect example of stuff that just happens and people run with it. She was in the, the women's room and uh, she asked, she ran out of toilet paper, as one will do in a, in a bathroom from time to time. And she asked the lady next to her for, for some help. And she was told she can't spare a square. I mean, like <laughs> that's you just need the, the all the, the planets need to align for you to do be there. The person next to you needs to know the show, know the line and uh, just handle it perfectly. Uh, I mean, stuff like that is it's just like it's like scripted, but but it's not, which is uh, what what I think makes it even more fun. Truth is stranger than fiction. For sure. Do you have any favorite stories or memories that stick out to you from any of the Seinfeld nights so far? Um, I mean, one of my favorite things, I've, I'm a Mets fan my whole life. I grew up doing all this stuff. So, um, you know, the first year with, with being involved with Keith Hernandez was a lot of fun. We had him record a, a couple of years later. We had him record uh, sound for uh, Keith Hernandez's uh, alarm clock where, you know, he did the I'm Keith Hernandez thing. We had a video that we did with Roger McDowell where it was like sort of a, a, a faux documentary where we were asking him, you know, these insightful questions about whether he was the second spitter or not. And, you know, I went to City Field and I was on the field when he was the pitching coach for the Braves. And, you know, I wrote this whole thing like where he was finally going to admit that he was the second spitter. And he was like, there's no fucking way. Excuse my language. There's no way that I'm doing this. Uh, there's no way that I'm actually going to say that I was the second spitter. That's something that I'm going to take to my grave. And I said, that's perfect. Just say that when I ask you the question, like, just say that exact thing. And and I did. And, you know, he, he did that, uh, you know, one take, you know, w- will you finally admit that you were the second spitter? And he says, was I? Maybe, maybe not. I'll take that to my grave. Um, and, you know, he just had so much fun with it. You know, we had there was a woman who uh, from the episode who uh, when Jerry tries to get her his rental car and she can take the reservation, but not hold the reservation. So she was in a, a Broadway play at the same time as the first Seinfeld night. And she reached out through, you know, an intermediary. One of her friends was a, a cyclone fan said, hey, I can't come, but I want to do something. Um, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, can you do uh, like a commercial for us where you say that the Cyclones can take and hold the reservation and you won't have to worry about not having tickets. So she, yeah, I'm all in. She was doing that. And then we had the woman who was uh, George's girlfriend and the marine biologist. Her husband was a producer for Access Hollywood. And he was like, hey, uh, we want to do a story about this. And me and my wife are going to come. 
I was like, all right, no problem. I'll leave you guys tickets. He's like, no, my wife was the woman in the episode with the 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 whale. I was like, that is outrageous. Yeah, she can come. She threw a titleist for her first pitch. Uh, you know, just all this stuff. I mean, we had Jackie Childs came. Uh, he's a, one of my favorite characters from the show. So personally for me, that was awesome. Um, Kenny Banya uh, has come a few times. Um, you know, like I he I randomly like just got like a, a text from him unrelated to Seinfeld night. He just like sent me something like, Hey, you know, good luck this season kind of thing. And I was like, this is Kenny Banya is texting me. Like, what is my life? This is such a weird <laughs> thing. Um, so just all that stuff. I mean, I love, I love the show obviously. Um, so any of the people that we've had come have been really great this year has been just, we had, so last year when the, the, the video of from New York, Nico was like the Instagram account, his, his video of the, of the lane dance went viral the next day i was driving to city field to go to a game with my son or maybe on monday so it was two days later i was driving to city field with my son and i get a phone call from a 310 area code uh and i ignore it because i didn't know who it was i thought it was you know somebody selling me an extended warranty or whatever um and i listened to the voicemail and it's the head of marketing for uh warner brothers or sony sony entertainment sorry the head of marketing for sony entertainment and i was like oh my god I'm going to go to jail. Like, you know, this is, we're in trouble for something. I did something that pissed somebody off. This is going to be terrible. So I expect like to, to call him the next day and we, he's, we set up a zoom and I'm expecting to go on and there's going to be, you know, 30 lawyers sitting around a table, like telling me that, you know, we're, we're in trouble and they're going to take all our revenue and this, that, and the other thing. And he, uh, the guy was like, you know, actually we spent like the first 20 minutes this morning watching all the videos of the stuff you guys have done. And uh, we love it. This is amazing. We just want, you to we want to be involved with it you know so next year let us know and we're gonna do everything we can to be involved and uh you know that's that's what we've done so it's sort of become like a, a full-on partnership now where we don't have to sort of hide in the weeds and call it the night about nothing instead of seinfeld night and stuff like that so uh, you know just going from that to, to from year one to where we are now has been pretty cool well you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier with the keith hernandez bobblehead but You've also had a lot of other great Seinfeld bobbleheads over the years. So is there one that's your favorite? Uh, I'm a big bobblehead guy. So um, I have like a few in my mind that I really want to do. And we've been trying to to get them um, into production for the last however many years. Every year I reach out to some different people to try to get them involved. So I think my favorite bobbleheads are the ones that haven't haven't been made. Um, the George bobblehead this year, I think, is so just perfect that that's probably my favorite you know the keith hernandez one was the first one and that was that was huge and that was a lot of fun you know we did a couple special packages we did a van buren boys bobblehead with martin van buren holding up a, a pepper shaker with the fingers up that's what you know i i like that episode so that was a, a fun one for me I'm trying to think of some of the other ones we've done i mean we we did we've done uh the whiz and we've done the jackie childs where you know he's sitting at a desk and um i had these guys sign them for me um, you know, when they, when they come and, you know, he had this whole long thing about like, who told you to put the bomb on and whatever went on the, uh, on the bobblehead, the Steve Heitner, the talking Kenny Banny one, uh, that, that's, that's really good. I have Ovaltine in my office, a, a jar of Ovaltine that he signed. Um, so that's, that's a, a fun collectible for me too. But I really think the George one this year, um, you know, had a conversation started. We wanted to do the art of seduction with George as a bobblehead. Um, but, you know, it, it, we're a family setting, so the idea of a partially nude bobblehead was sort of frowned upon by some other parties besides myself that were, I guess, probably smarter than than me. 
so we we came to together and came up with this the the George on the on the whale bobblehead, and it, it's just it it looks so cool. It's it's such a memorable episode. You know, it's on the beach. It could have been Coney Island. They don't really say where it was. It could have been Rockaway. It could have been Coney Island. We're gonna pretend like it was Coney Island. So, you know, that this one is probably my favorite that we've done so far. But hopefully, we have some some more coming down the line in in years to come that'll you know top this one. Yeah, I have two bobblehead recommendations. One is Crazy Joe Davola, all in the, in the makeup and the clown costume. And the other is the Estelka Stanza doll. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, those we, those are have crossed my mind. Um, you know, when I think both of those characters are no longer with us, so that becomes a little more difficult to get their approvals, or like because you, you have to get their um, estates involved. Um, but those are definitely things that I've thought of. The, the the couple that I want to do that we haven't been able to do yet, I want to do a, a Babu bobble finger with just a comedically oversized finger that would wave. Um, <laughs> a couple years ago, we were talking to um, about Jimmy coming and we were going to do a Jimmy dunking with his strength shoes on bobblehead, uh, which I thought would have been a lot of fun. But we couldn't we couldn't uh, get get that one through. But, yeah, I mean, any I'm a big I like Frank Costanza is like. I love everything he says and everything he does. So I, I've, I've always wanted to do one of, of Frank and even Uncle Leo. I wanted like an Uncle Leo one with detachable eyebrows. That's uh, <laughs> that's been a, a dream of mine, too. So, you know, we have a lot of stuff that we can, you know, potentially do now, that, especially that we have uh, a relationship with with Sony and Warner Brothers, try to maybe move some of these things through. But, yeah, these are all I like. I like those ideas for sure. Is there a cast member you're hoping to get someday? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously any of the big, the big four would be phenomenal. I mean, we've we've talked to Newman about him coming. We've tried to uh, get Patrick Warburton in because um, that, I mean, he's another one of mine that I that I love that character as well. There's a everybody that we've had has been so amazing with it. Um, you know, it, it, I'm always surprised. You know, when these guys come and like we had. Uh, when when Jackie Childs came, like he was like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever done. This is phenomenal. And it's the reaction from these guys. I think they may communicate a little bit with each other because it's become increasingly easy to get people to to agree to come and be a part of it. So, I mean, any, uh, this is like anybody who wants to come is more than welcome. You know, we, we have we have uh, a ton of fun, whether it's, you know, people they're signing autographs or not. This year we have John O'Hurley coming. He came um, in 2015. He came. And he had a great time, so he's coming back. And you know, it's you, you sit and you're just you know loved for two hours. I mean, it's 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 good for the old ego, you know, and just everybody telling you how much they love the show and they love your character and all that stuff. It's it's a lot of fun. I I like having a little bit, you know, when we had we were supposed to have Mulva come. Uh, she had her her uh, her daughter went into labor, so she couldn't come. Uh, but like sort of the the smaller characters that have like just a niche in certain episodes. Um, like the John Paul with John Paul when he came, that was so much fun. And we had, uh, you know, he he was just great to deal with and, and, and fans are super receptive to him. So obviously, you know, everybody wants, you know, you think of George and Jerry and, and Kramer and Elaine. And those are obviously the, the, the main guys. But we've had so much fun with, you know, anybody who comes to the, from the show. It's it's hard to, you know, I'm always surprised of of. Uh, the list of people I, I'll get stopped on the concourse the day of the game and 
I'm going to have 30 people tell me, oh, you should do this, 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 and this. And they're all right. You know, like there's so many things that would be fun. Um, so it's, it's good that so many people care about this and are, are give us so much input uh, to try to make the night as, as good as we can. Well, we'll be there and we encourage all of our listeners to go as well. And if you're there, let us know and message us on Instagram or Twitter. We'd love to meet some of our listeners. But, Billy, before we let you go, we're just going to move on to our final segment. It's called This, That, and the Other. So, basically, we just ask you a question, and the first thing that comes to mind, you let us know. So, first question, favorite Seinfeld episode? Uh, I mean, this is like, which one is of my kids is my favorite? Um, you know, probably, um, oh, my goodness. I'm going to go, just because of um, my connection to it, is uh, the the second spitter with Keith Hernandez, Those that episode. I mean, it's what got this whole thing started for me, and it's become such a success and such a fun part of my career. So um, I have a special connection to any of the, the Keith Hernandez episodes. And if asked, I would absolutely help him move any credenzas or, or anything he needed. I would certainly be willing to offer my services. <laughs> Marble coffee table, three inches thick, not in Italy. <laughs> Who is your favorite Seinfeld character, excluding the main four? Uh, Frank Costanza. Um, there are, there, you know, like on on YouTube, you can, you know, watch any of these episodes or bloopers or anything. The There's a, a, a clip of Frank and Elaine at the end of the episode where, you know, she's like, you want a piece of me? And, and then they, I, I've probably watched that a thousand times in my life. And I laugh <laughs> like a hyena every single time I watch it. You know, he, Frank is just an amazing Everything he says is just hilarious. I one of my friends is uh, a guy Keith Rad, who is now the Mets radio broadcaster. He was our broadcaster for the the Cyclones for the last few years. And every time I call him and he doesn't answer, I leave him a message and it says, "Keith, it's Frank Costanza. Mr. Steinbrenner is here. George is dead. Call me back." You know, like I just <laughs> I quote Frank Costanza in my everyday life in completely obscure ways. So he's 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 my guy for sure. I think. If you call your friend too, another good one to leave would be a. Uh... This is Frank Costanza. Think you can keep us out of Florida? We're moving in lock, stock, and barrel. <laughs> We're going to be all over that shuffleboard court. And I dare you to keep me out. Yep, everything he says is hilarious, intentionally or unintentionally. I, I, I love all of it. Oh, amazing. What Seinfeld quote or catchphrase do you use the most? Um, it's real and it's spectacular. Um, I use that probably four times a day to describe breakfast sandwiches, to describe drawings for my kids, um, to anything in my life. I mean, I, I, I will say it's real and it's spectacular. Well, just if I had an action figure and you pulled the string on the back, that's probably what my friends would say that the character should say for sure. If you could go back and attend a taping for one of the episodes, which one would it be and why? Um, I think I would probably pick the uh, the episode where um, Kramer turns his apartment into a cigar lounge um, <laughs> and the part where Jerry and him are going back and forth. And um, Jerry says, y- your teeth, they're all yellow. And you got, your face is like an old catcher's mitt. And uh, <laughs> Kramer does the look away. I'm Whatever he's, I'm horrific or whatever, whatever he says, I can't remember. I'm a monster, whatever he says. Um, but like that whole thing, again, I've seen bloopers of that where it took them 20 minutes to record that one line. And I'd laugh every single time at that. And it's just the, 
the the back and forth between them and uh, when Jerry just couldn't control himself. That would be something I think would would be hilarious to have been there and watched live. Ah, that's a great answer. All right, well, since we're promoting a baseball game, favorite baseball moment on Seinfeld? Favorite baseball moment on Seinfeld. Um, all right, so we sort of recreated this one um, a couple of years ago. We had um, a contest where we had bodysuit man, and they, we had two interns who we put in flesh-colored body stockings and had them run uh, across the field as a contest. Um, and <laughs> so the 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 bodysuit man, George Costanza, streaking and dri- driving around with pulling the uh, the World Series trophy from his his tail, you know that that's probably it. You know when we when we did the 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 body suit streaking intern contest thing, uh, they ran and they couldn't see out of the suit, so they were like playing it by ear, like we were saying, like slow down, stop, 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 and they didn't stop in time, and they absolutely trucked one of the interns that was holding like the camera for like social media, and the I gave the girl off the next day because she got absolutely destroyed destroyed by this guy running full speed for you know 300 feet across the field um and i convinced the the guy that she had a concussion and she was going to lose her her scholarship for lacrosse because now she couldn't play anymore and uh, for like two days this guy was like out of his mind that oh my god i didn't like she wasn't returning his phone calls and stuff so it was a a fun little prank that we played in the office as well you know everything ended up fine she was fine but it was just like a day or two where we made this kid sweat a little bit it was a lot of fun uh favorite celebrity cameo on seinfeld i mean other than keith hernandez for sure that's probably that's that's probably the one um but you know we i also the keith rad who i mentioned earlier before we would uh reference the and if danny tartable was here he'd say um so we 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 throw that one around a lot you know with george driving around thinking the guy gave him the finger and he has a broken arm so that was probably just Danny Tartable is such a random Yankee to get thrown into any type of show. So that's, I'll enjoy that one because we'll, we'll reference the, and if Danny Tartable was here all the time. Well, I got to say one of my favorite baseball moments on Seinfeld is when Frank says, what the hell did you trade Jay Buna for? (laughs) Yeah. 30 home runs over a hundred RBIs last year. You got a rocket for an arm. You don't know what the hell you're doing. All my people said Ken Phelps, Ken Phelps, Ken Phelps. That's all spot. Amazing. Which Seinfeld character can you relate to the most? Uh, this probably says more about my uh, lack of esteem in myself, but probably George. Um, you know, he's he's just sort of like a you know they, they you're not supposed to say lovable loser, uh, but that's sort of what he he was. You know, he uh, no, not a loser. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, he's just I, I I see a lot of myself in in him in the uh, the intricacies of the character. Uh, not necessarily uh, I'm, I'm not completely bald yet, at least. Um, you know, there's some other parts of it that don't necessarily match up. I, I my wife did not die. We actually got married. Um, she didn't. There was we didn't skimp on the envelopes. Um, I don't play froth. Um, I ha- I do enjoy a good game of Frogger from time to time. I do know where a lot of the best restrooms in New York City are. Um, so there's some parallels there, but I, I've always liked I've always liked the character of George, and he he makes me laugh uh, probably more than most of the characters on the show. So I'll I'll say George. 
And there was a little bit of George Costanza in all of us. For sure. Was there ever a Seinfeld storyline that happened to you in real life? Um, I went, so I used to go to, I lived in Brooklyn my whole life uh, until I got married. I went to high school in Manhattan and I would take the, the train, you know, back and forth from, from Bay Ridge into uh, like Union Square and get off there and go to, go to high school. And there were sometimes like on, uh, you know, weekends I'd have practice for different sports and I'd fall asleep on the train and wake up wherever. So uh, there was a time I fell asleep on the end train and woke up in Coney Island. And the guy across from me was not completely naked, uh, but he had no shirt on. And I was just like, well, now I need to ask this guy if we can go get a hot dog at Nathan's and ride the cyclone. He did not answer me in the affirmative, which is probably for the best. Um, but that, you know, I, I fell asleep on the end train on my way back from basketball practice, uh, woke up in Coney Island and. That's that's probably as close to a Seinfeld episode as, as I've as I've gotten, I think. <laughs> that's awesome. And final thing, looking back on all the Seinfeld nights you've had over the years, what is it that you're most proud of, and what would you like to say to any Seinfeld fans out there who are thinking of attending the game? So probably the thing that I'm most proud of this this is going to go like a little Hallmark card on you, but it's I, you know, there's so many things that people disagree on and so many things that people argue about it's really cool um, for me to create something that brings so many people together and have people that are like-minded and and uh, just enjoy the show and want to just have fun so it's really cool for me to see these people come from all over the country all over the world um, to come and and see a minor league baseball game at the heart of it I mean that's really what what it is with you know this other stuff going on but you know, bringing people together and then having just pe- people laugh and smile and, you know, nobody, nobody gets angry. Nobody's, you know, there's, there's no, there's no arguments for, you know, a couple hours out of their day, everybody's having a good time. So that's, that's probably the, the, the biggest thing for me um, is just being a part of something that's so fun and, and so positive for the most part. Um, that's, that's, a, that's probably my, my answer for the thing I'm most proud of. I don't, sorry, I don't remember what you said for the second part of it. Oh, just like what would you say to any Seinfeld fans out there who are thinking of coming to the game? Yeah, anybody who, you know, if you're a Seinfeld fan and you haven't come to the game um, before, I mean, this is probably the year to do it. Um, You know, we have the the George Bobblehead, which is great. And there's, you know, the collectible items and stuff. And we're playing as the the pretty boys. You know, we're doing we've done special uniforms where uh, we're playing as the pretty boys and the team we're playing against is going to be the bubble boys. Because uh, in my in my my background, I I found out that uh, the Bubble Boy was from up you know near Wappingers Falls, where the team that we're playing is from. So uh, you know we're from the moment you walk into the ballpark until the moment you get back in your car, you're gonna have fun. Um, there's gonna be people in costume that are just walking around enjoying their day. You're gonna hear lines from a sh- an episode you forgot about. You know we have contests that go on from Basically, the moment, you know, you, you're going to sit in your seat, you know, whenever there's not baseball going on, we have some other things going on. We've done, is this movie real or fake? We've put together fake movie trailers for Mountain High and um, Ponce de Leon and all these things. And, you know, there, there's stuff that you don't even think about. You know, we have the, the Dr. Cosmo Kramer ass man race where he's running and pop, people are popping balloons. Um, we've done look to the cookie contest where people are, um, you know, putting black and white frosting on their their partner's face and whoever can cover the most in 30 seconds wins. There's just silly things you would never even think of that are going to make you laugh that day. It's just a great excuse to go have fun, bring your buddies, 
it's a night out that you're, we, I mean, I guarantee it. There's a few guarantees in life, but I can guarantee if you're a Seinfeld fan and you come to Seinfeld night, you're going to love every second that you're there and you're going to have a night that you tell your buddies about and you want to come back next year um, for the 35th anniversary celebration, which will be uh, hopefully bigger and, and better and, and all that stuff. But, you know, this year is going to be a lot of fun and every year is a lot of fun. And if you haven't experienced it, this is, this is a great year to come and experience it. Well, once again, we hope to see all our listeners at the Brooklyn Cyclone Seinfeld Night on Saturday, August 19th. And we'll include the link in our episode description for anyone who wants to purchase tickets. And Billy, I just want to say thank you so much for doing these Seinfeld Nights. It's really one of our favorite days of the year, and it's just an amazing tribute to our favorite show. Yeah, selfishly, I love doing it. So I'm, I'm happy that other Seinfeld fans you know, appreciate all the, the work that goes into it and uh, appreciate everything that we at the Cyclones put into it to, to make it a fun night for people. So glad to hear that you guys enjoy it as much as, as we enjoy putting it on. Oh yeah, definitely. It's one of the best nights of the year. Always looking forward to it and can't wait to see you this year at, uh, at this one. So thanks a lot. Thank you guys. All right, Billy, have a great night. Take care. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at theplacetobeseinfeld at gmail.com. You can also find our show on Facebook at The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast, Twitter at TPTBSeinfeld, and Instagram at theplacetobe.podcast. You can find our show on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like, please rate and review. It really helps us out. Until next time, be sure to hang up your pants for the perfect crease. Mrs. Costanza? Yes? My name is George Steinbrenner. I'm afraid I have some very sad news about your son. I can't believe it. He was so young. How could this have happened? Well, he'd been logging some pretty heavy hours. First one in in the morning, last one to leave at night. That kid was a human dynamo. Are you sure you're talking about George? You are Mr. and Mrs. Costanza. What the hell did you trade Jay Buna for? <laughs> he had 30 home runs and over 100 RBIs last year. He's got a rocket for an arm. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Well, Buna was a good prospect, no question about it. But my baseball people love Ken Phelps' bat. They kept saying, Ken Phelps, Ken Phelps. I'm not sending a message. Jerry, it's Frankenstein's. Mr. Steinbrenner's here. George is dead. Call me back. <laughs>